0: Welcome to Bible Chunks, where we read through the Bible in the chunks, or sections based on themes that it was designed to be read in, so we can get a better handle on the story of God. My name's Kevin. That's enough about me. Let's dive into the Word. Today we'll be reading Acts 12:25 through 15:35, 81 verses today. And Barnabas and Saul returned from Jerusalem, when they had completed their service, bringing with them John, whose other name was Mark. Now there were in the church at Antioch prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Menaean, a lifelong friend of Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. So being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia, and from there they sailed to Cyprus. When they arrived at Salamis, they proclaimed the word of God in the synagogue of the Jews. And they had John to assist them. When they had gone through the whole island as far as Paphos, they came upon a certain magician, a Jewish false prophet named Bar-Jesus. He was with the proconsul, Sergius Paulus, a man of intelligence, who summoned Barnabas and Saul and sought to hear the word of God. But Elemas, the magician, for that is the meaning of his name, opposed them seeking to turn the proconsul away from the faith. But Saul, who was also called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked intently at him and said, You son of the devil, you enemy of all righteousness, full of all deceit and villainy, will you not stop making crooked the straight paths of the Lord? And now behold, the hand of the Lord is upon, me, is upon you, and you will be blind and unable to see the sun for a time. Immediately mist and darkness fell upon him, and he went about seeking people to lead him by the hand. Then the proconsul believed when he saw what had occurred, for he was astonished at the teaching of the Lord. Now Paul and his companions set sail from Paphos and came to Perga in Pamphylia, and John left them and returned to Jerusalem. But they went on from Perga and came to Antioch in Pisidia. And on the Sabbath day they went into the synagogue and sat down. After the reading from the law and the prophets, the rulers of the synagogue sent a message to them, saying, "'Brothers, if you have any word of encouragement for the people, say it.' So Paul stood up and, motioning with his hand, said, "'Men of Israel, and you who fear God, listen. "'The God of this people Israel chose for our fathers and made the people great during their stay in the land of Egypt. "'And with uplifted arm he led them out of it. "'And for about forty years he put up with them in the wilderness. "'And after destroying seven nations in the land of Canaan, he gave them their land as an inheritance.' All this took about 450 years, and after that he gave them all judges until Samuel the prophet. Then they asked for a king, and God gave them Saul, the son of Kish, a man of the tribe of Benjamin, for 40 years. And when he had removed him, he raised up David to be their king, of whom he testified and said, I have found in David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, who will do all my will. Of this man's offspring, God had brought to Israel a savior, Jesus, as he promised. Before his coming, John had proclaimed a baptism of repentance to all the people of Israel. And as John was finishing his course, he said, What do you suppose that I am? I'm not he. No, but behold, after me is one coming, the sandals of whose feet I am not worthy to untie. Brothers, sons of the family of Abraham, and those among you who fear God, to us has been sent the message of this salvation. For those who live in Jerusalem and their rulers, because they did not recognize him, nor understand the utterance of the prophets, which are read every Sabbath, fulfilled them by condemning him. And though they found in him no guilt worthy of death, they asked Pilate to have him executed. And when they had carried out all that was written of him, they took him down from the tree and laid him in a tomb. But God raised him from the dead. And for many days he appeared to those who had come up from him with Gal- come up with him from Galilee to Jerusalem. Who are now his witnesses to the people. And we bring you a good news that what God promised to the fathers, this he has fulfilled to us by their children, by raising Jesus. As also it is written in the second psalm, you are my son, today I have begotten you. And as for the fact that he raised from the dead no, no more to return to corruption, he has spoken in this way, I will give you the holy and sure blessings of David. Therefore, he says in another psalm, You will not let your holy one see corruption for david after he had served the purpose of god in his own generation fell asleep and was laid with his fathers and saw corruption but he whom god raised up did not see corruption let it be known to you therefore brothers that though through this man forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you and by him everyone who believes is freed from everything from which you could not be freed by the law of moses beware therefore lest what is said in the prophets should come about. Look, you scoffers, be astounded and perish, for I am doing a work in your days, a work that you would not believe even if one tells it to you. As they went out, the people begged that these things might be told to them the next Sabbath. And after the meeting of the synagogue broke up, many Jews and devout converts to Judaism followed Paul and Barnabas, who, as they spoke with them, urged them to continue in the grace of God. The next Sabbath, almost the whole city gathered to hear the word of the Lord. But when the Jews saw the crowds, they were filled with jealousy and began to contradict what was spoken by Paul, reviling him. And Paul and Barnabas spoke out boldly, saying, It was necessary that the word of God be spoken to you first, since you thrust it aside and judge yourselves unworthy for eternal life. Behold, we're turning to the Gentiles. For so the Lord has commanded us, saying, I have made you a light for the Gentiles, that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. They entered together into the Jewish synagogue and spoke in such a way as a great number of both Jews and Greeks believed. But the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and poisoned their minds against the brothers. So they remained a long time speaking boldly for the Lord, who bore witness to the word of his grace, granting signs and wonders to be done by their hands. But the people of the city were divided. Some sided with the Jews and some with the apostles. When an attempt was made by both Gentiles and Jews with their rulers to mistreat them and to stone them, They learned of it and fled to Lystra and Derbe, cities of Lyconia, and to the surrounding country. And there they continued to preach the gospel. Now at Lystra there was a man who could not use his feet. He was crippled from birth and had never walked. He listened to Paul speaking, and Paul, looking intently at him and seeing that he had faith to be made well, said in a loud voice, Stand upright on your feet. And he sprang up and began walking. And when the crowd saw what Paul had done, they lifted up their voices, saying in Lyconian, The gods have come down to us in the likeness of men. Barnabas they called Zeus, and Paul Hermes, because he was their chief speaker. And the priest of Zeus, whose temple was at the entrance of the city, brought oxen and garlands to the gates and wanted to offer sacrifices with the crowds. But when the apostles, Barnabas and Paul, heard of it, they tore their garments and rushed out toward the crowd, crying out, Men, why are you doing these things? We also are men of like nature with you, and we bring you good news that you should turn from these vain things to a living God who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and all that's in them. In past generations he allowed all the nations to walk in their own ways, yet he did not leave himself without witness, for he did good by giving you rains from heaven and fruitful seasons, satisfying your hearts with food and gladness. Even with these words they scarcely restrain the people from offering sacrifices to them. But Jews came from Antioch and Iconium, and having persuaded the crowds, they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, supposing that he was dead. But when the disciples gathered about him, he rose up and entered the city, and on the next day he went on with Barnabas to Derbe. When they had preached the gospel to that city and had made many disciples, they returned to Lystra and to Iconium and to Antioch, strengthening the souls of the disciples, encouraging them to continue in the faith, and saying that through many tribulations we must enter the kingdom of God. And when they had appointed elders for them in every church with prayer and fasting, they committed them to the Lord in whom they had believed. Then they passed through Pisidia and came to Pamphylia. And when they had spoken the word in Perga, they went down to Attilia, And from there they sailed to Antioch, where they had been commended but to the grace of God for the work that they had fulfilled. And when they arrived and gathered the church together, they declared all that God had done with them and how he had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. And they remained no little time there with the disciples. But some men came down from Judea and were teaching the brothers, unless you're circumcised according to the custom of Moses, you cannot be saved. And after Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension and debate with them, Paul and Barnabas and some of the others were appointed to go up to Jerusalem to the apostles and the elders about this question. So being sent on their way by the church, they passed through both Phoenicia and Samaria, describing in detail the conversion of the Gentiles and brought great joy to all the brothers. When they came to Jerusalem, they were welcomed by the church, and the apostles, and the elders, and they declared all that God had done with them. But some believers who belonged to the party of the Pharisees rose up and said, It is necessary to circumcise them, and to order them to keep the law of Moses. The apostles and the elders were gathered together to consider this matter. And after there had been much debate, Peter stood up and said to them, Brothers, you know that in the early days God made a choice among you, that by my mouth And all the assembly fell silent, and they listened to Barnabas and Paul as they related what great signs and wonders God had done through them among the Gentiles. After they finished speaking, James replied, Brothers, listen to me. Simon has related how God first visited the Gentiles to take from them a people for his name. And with this, the words of the prophets agree, just as it's written, After this, I'll return and I'll rebuild the tent of David that has fallen. I'll rebuild its ruins and I'll restore it Then it seemed good to the apostles and the elders, with the whole church, to choose men from among them, and to send them to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas. They sent Judas, called Barsabbas, and Silas, leading men among the brothers, with the following letter, The brothers, both the apostles and the elders, to the brothers who were of the Gentiles in Antioch and Syria and Cilicia, Greetings. Since we have heard that some persons have gone out from us and have troubled you with words unsettling your minds, although we gave them no instructions— and from sexual immorality. If you keep yourself from these, you will do well. Farewell. So when they were sent off, they went down to Antioch, and having gathered the congregation together, they delivered the letter. And when they had read it, they rejoiced because of its encouragement. And Judas and Silas, who were themselves prophets, encouraged and strengthened the brothers with many words. And after they had spent some time, they were sent off in peace by the brothers to those who had sent them. But Paul and Barnabas remained in Antioch, teaching and preaching the word of the Lord with many others also. Well, the church continues to grow outside of Jerusalem, reaching into uh, Gentile-controlled areas. And now we have a church that is mixed, both Jew and Gentile. And that is awesome. And that is challenging. And so that's what a big part of this section is about. We have Paul and Barnabas who are sent on their missionary journey. And as they're going, they're facing challenges. The church continues to grow and they continue to preach but the challenges continue to come. And as the church continues to grow, uh, we see them referring consistently to the scriptures, proving that the Christ is Jesus, speaking boldly and and showing that why it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and die and proclaiming the good news to the Gentiles, to the Jews. First, they always go to the Jews. When the Jews reject them, if their Jews reject them, then they go to the Gentiles. Then the the city gets stirred up against them and they get kicked out. And so we see that it starts with Paul, Barnabas, and John Mark. John Mark abandons them, heads back to Jerusalem. Paul and Barnabas continue through some Greek areas, being confused with some Greek gods at one point. Hermes and uh, and Zeus, uh, which is hilarious. And Paul tells them, "Hey, we're just guys like you. Don't worship us. Let us tell you about the true God." And then he does. He he preaches the the good news to Gentiles who who have no context for uh, for the, the the Messiah, and he tells them all about it. And and many believe. And then many are kicked out. Upon um, sorry, many are not kicked out. Paul and Barnabas are kicked out. Upon people stirring up the crowds against them. And so that's kind of the, the theme. And then we see that the, the confusion is in Antioch, do these Gentiles have to get circumcised? Do they have to fulfill the law of Moses in order to then become Christians? Do Gentiles have to become Jewish first in order to then become a Christian, the follower of Jesus? Because Jesus was the Messiah sent to Israel for the whole wide world. But He was a Jewish man sent to Israel, fulfilled the law of Moses. Not a jot, not an iota of the law is going to be uh, done away with until all is accomplished. And so Jesus has done all those things. And now the question is, do Christians, Gentile Christians, have to first convert to Judaism in order to then follow Jesus? And we see at the church in uh, Jerusalem, they have a, a big council where they consider, they pray, they They talk through these things and they say, no, you don't have to become Jewish first in order to then become a a follower of Jesus. If you're a Gentile, remain a Gentile. If you're a Jew, remain a Jew. God is able to reconcile and redeem all cultures. But here's some things that we need to do. For this church, we need to strive for unity. And so you need to be willing to put down some of your rights. These things are not gonna send you to hell, but you need to be able to lay them aside In order to then strive for unity and holiness and righteousness. And so that's what we see in the Jerusalem Council. The letter gets sent back, people rejoice, Paul and Barnabas remain, continue to teach and preach with many other people there and the church at Antioch is being strengthened and is going to be a powerhouse for the rest of the book of Acts. And so as we wrap up today I'd ask you to consider what does this section of Scripture tell us about who God is and what he's like. What does it tell you about yourself and then finally, what was it that the Holy Spirit was stirring up while we were reading? Take those thoughts, turn them into prayers, and we'll be right here again tomorrow. Till then, God bless.